0: Welcome to The Craft. I'm your host, Mae Globus. This podcast is a collection of intimate conversations on artistry, mastery, and life with talented, passionately curious creatives and entrepreneurs. Most are dear friends, some are those I've admired from afar. I hope you enjoy these conversations, this exploration of the humanity that connects all of us as much as I do having them. Thank you for being here and for listening. This episode is sponsored by Happy Fox Health, a natural supplement brand focused on sea moss, a marine algae that has 92 out of 102 essential nutrients that your body needs to thrive and regenerate. I've used a number of their products and found it's really given me clarity of mind. Visit happyfoxhealth.com and use promo code TheCraft for an exclusive 15 to 20% discount off your first product purchase. As a number of you know, I'm also a certified sound therapy practitioner. And founder of Oto Healing, a sound therapy studio and practice. Sound has been a healing modality through many cultures for thousands of years. Oto's approach to sound is rooted in both art and science, the art being the history of sound, the science being quantum physics, biology, brainwave states, and more. All listeners of the show get 15% off their first private one hour session. Visit otohealing.com to book yours now. Rachel Rivera and Claire Ochi are as colorful and joyful in real life as the vibrant work they create together as art duo The Weekenders. After working as applied graphic designers and color designers at Lululemon and Aritzia for a number of years, the two took a leap of faith to start The Weekenders and co-found Holiday together. They both grew up in Calgary, Alberta, with two very different origin stories. Claire was born into a creative family with a contemporary artist father and a mother who managed a design group. It was an environment that encouraged the creativity within her, and she spent a lot of time making ceramics. Rachel was born four months premature in Cebu, Philippines, and came to Canada after her mother met her Canadian stepfather there, and they fell in love, a meant-to-be romantic story. She, too, was artistic as a child and teen, always drawing nature while hanging out with her snowboard crew. Rachel and Claire met at AU Arts, where both of them took visual communications. And eventually met in their fourth year, quickly becoming lifelong best friends and collaborators. During this time, they hosted art shows together and started a vintage shop, among other things. A job offer from Aritzia brought Rachel to Vancouver, with Claire arriving shortly thereafter, also landing a position at the brand. Eventually, it felt like time to follow their own paths with the Weekenders. Since then, they've created incredible murals in urban spaces and collaborated with brands like Spy Optic, Audible. Veuve Clico, and more. In this conversation, we talk about their childhoods, their individual art practices, visual communications when it comes to design, learning concept to execution in their corporate chapter, and how they apply it to their art practice today, why Claire and Rachel love vintage and thrifting, what weekenders means to them out in the world, why it's important to the soul to take leaps of faith and to believe in yourself how they evolve their art while staying true to who they are as artists, advice they'd give to emerging artists about life, and much more. Please enjoy this fun conversation with the energetic, imaginative, hardworking, and good vibes, Rachel Rivera and Claire Ochi. Rachel Rivera. Hi. Hi. Claire Ochi. Hello. Welcome to The Craft.
1: Thanks for having us. This is so
0: exciting. I know. I'm very excited to have you guys here. You ladies are of the weekenders.
2: Yes. yes. A <laughs> yeah. Art <And> I, Duo.
0: <laughs> art Duo. And you know what? You guys, you and I met very recently. Yeah. Yes. But I feel like I've known you guys forever. I it's true. really weird that way. Yeah. Was at the last live Herschel it yeah. was and my friend Dixon was like oh yeah you know Claire and Rachel right I was like no he's like you need to know them <laughs> and he just basically pulled me over so I'm so glad that he did the intro yeah
1: no that's, that's amazing too. we yeah. live such parallel moments I think in the city so
0: totally. I'm surprised
2: we haven't met before yeah yeah now.
0: well you know what everything <laughs> happens as it should totally and here we are here a month later are. in the studio that's <laughs> wild crazy. I love it's it it's so crazy <laughs> So, how are you guys feeling? What's going on? Yeah,
1: no, it's been it's been a really good summer. You know, we're heading into the fall now, doing some fun,
0: fun projects. So, it's been good. Yeah, yeah, feeling good about how everything's going, unfolding.
2: Yeah, it's it's building into a direction we really enjoy because it's shifted a lot, um, but we're we're into more installation and holiday fun times
0: right now mm-hmm. so yeah okay okay well we'll dive into that <laughs> yes, in a little I bit. Know. we'll put I a know. pin <laughs> in it I know. i've got lots of questions around that <laughs> um, but i'd love to go back to calgary Yes. yes let's go there <laughs> let's take a little time machine. love Cowtown. <laughs> Cow- <laughs> yes and I'd love to know a little bit more about you guys individually and your individual stories and then how they come together but I thought let's start with let's start with you Claire I sure. know that you were born into a really um arts focused family
2: yeah so I was born and raised in Calgary Alberta which is the antithesis of that <laughs> but um, yeah I grew up in a family that was very artistic and open. Um, my dad is an abstract painter, my sister is a fashion designer and my mom also is an amazing portrait designer as well. Um, so yeah just like my whole childhood was just building that around me like not even unconsciously I think and I don't think I had a choice in my, <laughs> where I was gonna be uh, in my artistic um, uh, endeavors. So I think I'm right where I'm supposed to be.
0: Yeah, very, mm-hmm. very, that's a nature and nurture. Yeah. And you're definitely nurtured in, mm-hmm. in that direction. Definitely. What, what are your parents like?
2: Um, they're quite hippie. They're awesome. <laughs> and <laughs> open. I don't know, it's hard to describe. Um, they, like, my dad built the house that we live in, um, and my mom was pregnant, like, on the roof, also helping, like, that kind of world, um, and, like, just, yeah, um, always open to creative projects, like, I was, like, I want to make furniture, my dad would just help me, whatever it was, um, so it was just, uh, yeah, an exciting creative space for, for me and my sister.
0: That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And what's your sister's um, brand?
2: Um, she she just works for. Oh, other, I see. Yeah, she's like heads the team.
0: of I, other Oh, okay. Kind of thing.
2: Got, yeah. it, got yeah. it.
0: Got it. Got mm-hmm. it. And uh, you were quite a tomboy.
2: I was. I think Rachel was as well.
0: <laughs> just a
2: boy. <laughs> I think I um, was really competitive, and I liked to challenge the guys in sport, even though I was really little. I don't know what, where it <laughs> came from. Um, so that was just, I think, an observation of the difference of gender, of what was happening unconsciously as well. So I just wanted to get in there and, yeah.
0: But you did a lot of yeah. ceramics too. So there was like this kind of sporty, competitive side, but there was mm-hmm. also this really artful side, obviously, given your your family background
2: yeah every summer my parents would put us in like a I I think it was called Calgary Creative School so like it'd be like a little art camps um and I was weirdly really good at ceramics as a child I'm not anymore like it's gone out of me <laughs> but um yeah I could um do ceramics I like one the challenge and got to meet the mayor f- with my ceramics <laughs> like I still have it it's like a little pig that has like <laughs> I know um a little top hat and um yeah I, I should send photos for you guys because <laughs> it's like my prize possession of winning when I was a kid
0: <laughs> oh that's amazing it's hilarious did you what was it about ceramics do you do you think Yeah, as a kid, what drew you to it?
2: Um, I think, you know, why I was so much better as a child is you have to be really loose and like not overwork it. And then it just becomes what you want. But I think just with age, you become more (laughs) like um, precise, like you want things to be a specific way. And when you overwork it, it dies pretty much. And so I think that's where the kid in me has like, (laughs) <laughs> Gone, and that's why so has ceramics,
0: yeah. <laughs> which is hilarious. Do you think you'd ever want to pick it back up and see if you could be more loose with it? Um, just with my
2: creative practice, I am very abstract, um, and I'm more. In the painting world now, but I do have a 3D mind. So some of my pieces do come out in that way, but not with ceramics. It would just, the 3D part is still alive in me,
0: I think, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Well, tell me more about what you were like as a kid. I mean, you said competitive, <laughs> but I'd love to know more. Like, um, how did you, how did you operate? How did you perceive the world at a young age?
2: You know, I've never thought about these questions It's great. Um, so I had an older sister who was quite bossy. <laughs> um, so I actually probably took more of a, a step back role because of just our personalities. I was a bit quieter and contemplative. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I, I don't know how to answer this. <laughs>
0: No, take all the time you want. Can you ask
2: the question again?
0: Yeah, just what you were like when you what were younger. I like and as a kid? yeah, and how you looked at the world when you were were younger.
2: Like, I don't even know. I think um I just really like to partner with people. So from a small age, I always had like best friends. And I think <laughs> it was just us against the world. So it'd just be like um yeah, just being comfortable with, like, close friends and then just having a lot of fun. So that was just, like I, – I wasn't, like, a serious, like, kid in any way. I just would just try stuff and have fun and mm. nothing, like, super serious, I
0: yeah. guess. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, you know, it's, it's so interesting to sort of think about what you were like when you were younger and what threads – are it's still apparent too. now. Yeah. yeah, and then all the ways that you've mm-hmm. also grown.
2: I feel like I've evolved insanely from when I was. I was quite shy and quiet and I feel like the, actually since weekenders and maybe a little bit before that, I've like definitely grown into my own a lot more. So um, I was terrified of presenting and talking in front of people and I would just like to be, like I was saying, being in my little safe space with people I knew. Um, but just being in the corporate world and fashion, um, I had to definitely step out of that and um, get you comfortable and meeting people and presenting and just sharing my ideas. Um, and I'm, I'm actually so happy how much I've grown and where I am now because um, I enjoy it now versus it was terrifying before. So yeah. <laughs> it just took a lot of practice and yeah to get where I am.
0: Totally. And mm-hmm. I feel like most people don't realize how much practice it actually does take to present or talk in front mm-hmm. of a crowd. And, you know, and I believe that there are people who are supernaturally gifted totally. at it. But even they practice and even they get nervous. Mm-hmm. But yeah, once you, I feel like once you realize that the people on the other end, most people are not out to get you yeah that it's they're just interested they're just interested
2: yeah and before I would have to like write everything down and pretty much memorize what I was gonna say so I felt comfortable but now just with Rach and I and all the random things we do we're pretty good with being on the fly and just like um knowing we'll know what to do and um trusting ourselves and so I fine you just go with the flow and it's always great so yeah it's in a good place (laughs) yeah totally
0: well yeah I think the the word trust is Mm -hmm. probably the most important out of out of all of that like trusting that um like it's even worth that you're worthy of being up there sharing your ideas
2: Mm. that's yeah all of it it took a while to get here for sure
0: yeah Mm -hmm. oh well I love who you are. It's Thank great. Look at her now. Yes. <laughs> I'm talking on a
2: podcast. <laughs>
0: All your dreams have come true.
2: Yeah, yeah it's happening.
0: <laughs> oh, Rachel, I'd love to know more about you. I mean, you've shared a bit of your story, which I think is super fascinating. So if you feel like you're comfortable to share what a sort of beautiful story um, you have from your, your childhood, I'd yeah. love for listeners to know it. <laughs>
1: Ah uh, yeah, sure. Um, my childhood is a bit different from how Claire's was. Um, it kind of came from, yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, where that phrase comes from, where it's, uh, well now see the phrase is gone, but when you're just like, <laughs> everything's meant to be where it's meant to be mm. kind of, kind of element. Like that's, that's how I feel like I came into this world. <laughs> um, so I was actually born in Cebu, Philippines, um, and grew up in Bohol, which is a smaller island um, that you take a little ship from the Cebu to, to there. And I grew up with my grandparents while my mom stayed in the city to work. And, um, when, and then she became a single mom, um, and she worked in the hotel, and you know, we're just all doing our thing. And, oh, yeah, I was also very premature growing up. My mom didn't even know she was pregnant with me. Um, she had my sister, who was, like, the hugest baby ever when she was born, like nine pounds. <laughs> and then she thought that there was um, just, you know, the excess post-birth tummy. But uh, I was in there, and I was uh, – she was bowling. She used to be in a bowling league, and then her water broke while bowling, bowling and she she was in a tournament. She's like, I think I have to go to the hospital. I think I'm giving birth. And they're like, what? And no one knew. And then I came out like in two minutes. I was two pounds. I was four months premature. And then they were like, you're not going to make it. And so um, I was in an incubator with all the, you know, things for about five months. And they like they were like, she's not going to make it past a past year. And then uh, they made like a little tombstone or like a coffin or whatever for a baby or and then, um, and then I, I made it past the year. And then they were like, "Well, she's not going to make it past because of all these, you know, didn't get all the the things you need in the tummy." And then I uh, um, kept going, and then I just kept going. So then <laughs> this is like year year four, and um, we're there. And then my mom is working at this hotel in Cebu, and. Um, So how we are here now in Canada is uh, that my stepdad, who is my dad, he's my real dad, you know. And um, he basically had, um, he became a single man in Alberta and was dating. And then his friend um, was saying, you should try... um, Pen Yes, thank you. Pen Have you ever tried that? He said no. And then so he helped him with this program where you pen pal with women overseas that are single. And so he met this one woman that he started pen to for three years. And then he finally decided to go visit her, which was Cebu, Philippines. And then um, he ended up checking into this hotel in, this, in Cebu. And then I think he met, he did meet this woman, but what happened was he checked in and my mom was working at the front desk and I guess um, that's how they met. But what happened was that him and his friend that were at the hotel bar, who was German that he went with, um, ended up meeting this older gentleman that ended up like drinking with them and invited them to the island of Bahol and he was, ended up being my mother's father so my grandpa and that's how and then and then so my mom came to the table and was like dad what are you doing like don't bother these guys but they're all drinking beers and that's how they met and then we go to Bohol and my sister and I come running out and my my dad and my mom are like my mom's like that those are my daughters and he's like oh and then I guess we just like really loved him like immediately we we're hugging him and everything and then um they got they got married pretty quickly after that actually, and he always told my sister and I that the reason he got married to my mom was because he loved my sister and I so much. And so we all moved to Canada. And my dad's like he's a he used to be the the head of electrician or electric Yeah, he was a head electrician person. Um, and he you know he's like a tradesman. He's like a guy's guy, steak and potatoes guy. He didn't really. Communicate like what it would be like to live in Canada to my mom, who had never left like you know the Asia area, and when we went, it was it was early um, winter, and she hadn't experienced snow or anything or cold in that way ever, and didn't realize how different it was going to be when we moved to Canmore, Alberta, <laughs> um, <laughs> where I um, grew up, but. Uh, They fought a lot because she was pretty shocked by not only that, but realizing how far away she was from her family. And the times were different then. Like, there weren't that many um, non white humans living in Canmore. And so she couldn't really find people, like friends to relate to or anything like that. And so she felt like pretty confined at home. And she, she was an accountant. She had an accountant degree as well, but couldn't use it in Canada, kind of thing. So she was like, stuck at home so they so anyway it wasn't working out they were fighting a lot and then they were like you know what this isn't working let's like my mom wanted to go back home and then so we go to um and my dad was like okay well this isn't working yeah and then they go to Calgary um to the airport with a one-way ticket for my sister and I and my mom and my sister and I don't know what's happening we're just like yay Mm -hmm.
0: whatever (laughs) how old were you um at this point
1: Uh, So when we arrived, I just turned five. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it was within that same year, like pretty soon. (laughs) And then, um, uh, yeah, and then we go and then all the flights to the Philippines were canceled when we got there because there was a volcano that erupted, which was so random, but it happened. And then they like looked at each other like, let's try this again.
0: (laughs) And they're still married now. And here you are.
1: <laughs> that's a long story. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, I think it's I think it's amazing because to your point, you know, everything that's meant to happen, like happened. I am a true Thank believer.
2: Thank God. <laughs> Volcano erupted on that day. You got yeah. your best friend. Yeah. My life would be so
0: different. I feel you. <laughs> Oh, I love that. So <laughs> tell me more about your mom.
1: Yeah, well, she's a pretty smart lady. She's She's got a lot, you know, in, in her world that um, she, she was like kind of a rebel in the family only because, you know, it's pretty traditional over there and you weren't even supposed to really divorce or anything like that. So she had a lot of strength as a woman and as a mother to like leave the thing that wasn't working to pursue, um, what was best for her kids. And that's why she did what she did, um, in terms of that person. And then, uh, yeah, she, she is just like, I don't know. She's, she's just super strong of a woman.
0: Mm. Yeah. Most immigrant moms are. Right. Right. It's a real thing. Yeah, It's a real thing. Super real. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when I listen to your story, I just I it's so some of it is similar to to my mom. I'm, my mom, I was born in the Philippines as well, <laughs> and yeah, my my mom also left something, and uh, we moved over to California when I was ten months old. And <laughs> so yeah, I, I know I know what it's like to have an immigrant mom that um, is trying to start a new life yeah. elsewhere, and yeah. all the things that they they need to yeah to do and be to do that
1: like the the whole the cultural thing about school and stuff was such a f- it's a fun story to share now but back in the day when you're living in it you're like oh well I'm an odd man out yeah. like in terms of even like snacks that you prov- that they provide you when you're going to school or like like Canberra was kind of cool because growing up during school you'd, you'd do a lot of things like hikes and overnights like camping and stuff like just For school Um, in middle school like high school it was just kind of a fun outdoorsy type of school growing up Uh, and you know even those days where all the kids would take would be hiking and then everyone would take out it's like snack break time and Everyone's got their like mixed nuts and things like that. And I had my like cocktail weenies, and I'm like, anyone want to do yeah? shares in the tiny little can?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, I have ketchup
1: too, yeah. or whatever. And no one ever wanted to share with me. And I was like, those gushers look <laughs> cool. And <they're> like, nah. <laughs> um,
0: you know what? I have so when I was younger, there uh, I probably was around five or six. There was this Japanese girl that was in my Cute. class. And her name, I still rem- remember her name. It was Kazuko. Mm. And uh, she had come to school and she had like a little tin that had these these pink things in it. And I was like, oh, <laughs> like what what is that? And she's like, do you want one? And so I had one. And it was actually like, now when I reflect on it, I'm like, oh, those were like pickled garlics.
1: Oh yeah, and like, that is very adult yeah yes, I was very. like wow
0: Kazoo-. and I remember really liking it
1: yeah, and yeah.
0: back then and which <laughs> surprises me because what kid really likes that except for me and Kazuko yeah. but I always thought that that was pretty cool that yeah. you know she had brought this other type of snack yeah, to yeah. school and I got to try it and it was good yeah. and I realized that I have a wide Eating palate, so This is good.
1: You're like I'm an evolved child. Uh. Yeah, I'm an,
0: I'm an evolved child. <laughs> i have an adult palate. <laughs> it's
1: so, so funny cute. though. I never thought it was like a bad thing ever. I was always just confused. I'm like this stuff's so good. Why is no one sharing with me? <laughs> yeah,
0: they're like, nope, thank you.
1: It's <laughs> funny. And so, what were you like? Uh, I was per- I was very 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 positive optimistic as a child um it was like I was down for anything I was really just open and um I was just hyped I was stoked on whatever I was up to and I like really wanted to be good at it whatever it was um so I did a lot of like extracurriculars like honestly my parents pretty much left us alone we weren't like they weren't like what are you guys doing today it was kind of like we were just choosing our own way um, and so I just decided to like take up all these like different sports and, um, work a few different jobs and, you know, do all these like personal goals and like be, like make sure that I was like, just wanted to be awesome. Like at all the things, like even in sc- like I loved school, like I loved friends, like, I don't know, it just being awesome and everything was like, that was, I think the
0: most important in yeah. my world. Yeah. Yeah, you were high on life even yeah. as a Yeah, I think because yeah. she
1: also told me about like the premature stuff and she, because she, mm. she's pretty like, you know, like immigrant moms are like really like not dramatic, but they're like really emotional and like share their like hardships and things like that. So like growing up with that, you're kind of like, yeah, and I'm here now. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I had that energy
0: because mm. of
1: her sharing her
0: world. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. And I remember you saying that you were a total like snowboarder. Like you, you hang yeah. out with the snowboard kids. Yeah,
1: I was um, I used to be a lifty at Sunshine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a really fun time because you just, you know, get out there in the hill, I love the snow. I love being in the, you know, winter, like it's winter sports are great and yeah, snowboarder life and you know, you know, I used to have a 78 Liberon. Growing up, (laughs) bought it from a cop for seven hundred fifty dollars in high school. But uh, it would have a Roxy sticker on the back window, you know, the center, you know, like we all did, of course. (laughs) Um, Maybe so. It's this is reminding me of when I would uh, drive it up to Sunshine um, to go work, and it was rear wheel drive, and it would always fishtail. But because of that, I would drive it in the winter, knowing that it would do that. And so I, w- I could like counter the fishtail. So going up this, these like really windy roads to the hill, at fishtail. And I bring my friends because I'd be the driver, and they'd all freak out. I'm like, nah, man, it's cool. Like we got this, and just do the other way. And it happened so many times, but yeah, it was. You was made fun. it. Yeah, exactly. I was just gonna say that you're still it. alive. <laughs> love that stuff. Or like you know, it's Canmore, small town, winter. We'd like you know get a snow skate and like get a rope and then drag it. Get the car and then just go down the street and, like, hit the banks. Like, it was fun.
0: <laughs> oh, that's amazing. So tell me about the path to um, AU Arts, which was OCAD back then or ACAD. Sorry. ACAD, yeah. ACAD back then. Um, and that's where you guys met.
2: Yeah. We both didn't know each other until third year. So um, I
0: thought it was second year. I
2: thought it was type class. Isn't that? Second? I don't know. Second or third
0: year. <laughs> I'm not sure. I heard in research it was your typography class. Yes. It sure was.
2: <laughs> um, and so we both ended up there on our own. We both took a year off for different reasons. See, that was
1: timing that in itself. That also was
2: timing. Right. And uh, you had to apply to get into the design program in the second year. So we both ended up applying. and It was really hard in. to get into. And they only take 60 students a year. So you have to, like, it's a portfolio year one
1: mm. and a portfolio
2: year 2
0: mm Mm-hmm. 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 mm-hmm.
2: And uh, it was just, I just decided to go into it. I didn't overthink it. I just was interested in the arts, and I was just dabbling in seeing what I liked. And um, What was your reason for
1: Cornish? Oh, well, because um, I used to be like uh, kind of a rendering type of artist, and so first year was really fun because it was, you know, drawing class, but really to meet f- fellow creatives because that wasn't a part of me in Canmore. Um, and I earned for that, and then I found, like, I was like, I already know how to draw. I don't know how to design, so why not try second year? (laughs) Like, try to get into the design program because you're paying for it, so I've got to learn learn something new, Mm -hmm. and that was my reasoning.
0: Mm.
2: And then, yeah, through just –
0: We had a meet-cute. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I love that term, (laughs) the meet-cute. It's like a a movie moment. (laughs) What was the meet-cute? um well
1: one one of us I forget who was in front of the other in the desks but it was typography class and one of us I forgot who dropped an eraser and then the other one picked it up
0: <laughs> <That's how laughs> we met. it's like clueless it <laughs> was sharing christian and, yeah. then-
2: <laughs> totally. um, and then yeah we just started hanging out and we um I don't know I just ended up Living in your house in the summer. <laughs> well, it was it
1: was like a lot of um, of the <laughs> students lived in the same house, mm-hmm. and it was super close to the school. And every now and then, the the rooms would you know people would rotate based on vacancy and stuff. Ah, okay. Yeah. okay. It was like the art party house. Like pe- mm-hmm. that was where you would go have a party. <laughs> I
0: see, I see. Yeah. And actually, I'm just gonna jump back a little bit because I know I asked you, Claire, but I didn't ask you about art in your childhood. Mm-hmm. So were you you were a drawer?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I was like obsessed. That was part of my, um, uh, my, my own personal goals. Like I used to be really into, um, like Disney and anime and all that stuff. So I wanted to at first be like a animator for Disney, like Lion King, things like that. And then I wanted to then make my own comics, um, and manga and things like that. And then I, um, just liked, uh, Caravaggio. So like a lot of Renaissance style, like rendered, very beautiful like like exact um replicated you know portraits and things like that so it was more just like personal um obsession
0: mm-hmm. and none of my <laughs>
1: friends in my friend group were creative or artsy or anything everyone was like a snowboarder person or you know a sport person so that was like my own kind of fun little
0: secret Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess by nature, the snowboard and skate culture is quite um, split, quite layered and creative, like art and music and fashion is all kind of woven into there. Exactly. um, Yeah. I mean, that's why I always really enjoyed it, like throughout my life. Right. This intersection of all things. Exactly. Okay. Okay. So draw (laughs) when you were young and that was kind of like your secret superpower I just loved it yeah <laughs> yeah
1: yeah and so I used like that's how I got into ACAD and my parents didn't know what it was um or AU arts and I told them one day I was like oh, I'm going to art school and they're like yeah okay <laughs>
0: sure whatever you want to do yeah, <laughs> That's I was great. Like,
1: sweet yeah goodbye <laughs> <Okay, yeah>.
0: <laughs> and you guys both did visual communications yes that, with that was okay. the second year program yeah or
1: se- second to fourth
0: right so for people who are listening that may not know what visual communications exactly is. How would you describe that?
1: Everything is designed and Mm. it was very, it's very uh, um, planned and the people behind that are visual communicators. Mm. I don't know if that helps.
2: It's like um, you're taught how to come up with a concept, um, deliver and present. Like, it's just like, from beginning to end, you understand how to show a product or, or an idea um, through visual mm. ways. Right. Because um, all, all the classes were quite different. So there's four different streams you could actually graduate in. So it was um, character design, illustration, graphic, graphic design, design, and what's the fourth? Um, mm, there was one more.
0: Advertising? Anyway. No.
2: Maybe, yeah, maybe. But you you can still you still learned and chose different classes within it, but then you picked one in the end.
0: Kind I of see. Thing to yeah.
2: Harness into. Um, so that's why it was different from the fine art side. Fine art side was purely just painting and ceramics or whatever you were picking, and you could minor in other jewelry or whatever you wanted. But once you were in the program, you were just taking these classes only.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and it was um, definitely a way we learned our work ethic it was a really intense program (laughs) like whipped you into shape whipped you into shape um so many things were due if you missed anything you failed pretty much so it was like no wiggle room of (laughs) you're serious you're taking this you're you're serious about
0: it like
1: 24 hour nights at King Co's is a real thing we
2: just hang out together Yeah. You <laughs> kinda dialogue, need a buddy, like a comrade yeah. in this yeah.
0: in this like battle to get your your degree. Yeah. So real.
2: And then in fourth year, it's when we were actually in the same class and we sat beside each other. Um and I think that's when our friendship really took off and it was like creative and friendship and just fun, fun friendship combined. Yeah. Um, yeah. so that's where it all
0: began. And you guys did art shows for fun.
1: Yeah, we, we had a, like a really fun mm-hmm. time in Calgary during that time period, like the fourth year, because we were not only like finishing up like our, you know, school practice, but we, we met, you know, like some other fun creatives that we then could come together and like make all these fun art shows, you know, for us and the community and just like have like these fun moments then. It was a really good time.
0: And then um, after that, career-wise, you both worked at design agencies. Yeah. Kind of like garnered, obviously, some learnings from there and more skills and things like that. And then you guys went brand side in the fashion world. So I'd love to explore this part of your lives and what you did, but also what you learned from this time in your life that is applicable to your guys' entrepreneurial ventures now.
1: All I can say is, yeah, I thought art school was hard, but <laughs> working in fashion's quite. It's it reminded me of that same cadence in a way, but yeah. Uh. <laughs>
2: um, so we both <clears throat> first started in design agencies in Calgary, um, which was totally like digital space of yeah. <clears throat> design. Sorry, my throat.
1: I worked in web and branding <clears throat> for a lot of male centric. Uh, brands in in this one agency it was like the Rolex style and the, the beer and the uh cars and that kind of yeah yeah you know so so it was really fun because it you know you have beer Fridays and it'd be like the the madman energy but I liked it because it was just it was just a fun fun time and whilst still being creative and designing it was a fun juxtaposition from mm-hmm. there to, to fashion mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. <coughs> sorry I don't know why my throat
0: and maybe tell me about your, your like entrance into the fashion world.
1: Um, yeah, uh, for, for me, I actually, um, wasn't looking, mm-hmm. um, what happened was, uh, while, while still working at that agency in, in Calgary, um, a friend, uh, brought a, uh, uh, friends from Vancouver over and we all went for beers. And then, uh, I, I got on with the girlfriend like pretty well. And then she, um, Uh, told me she worked at this one company in Vancouver and I was like wow that's so cool and then she sent their portfolio my portfolio to them without me knowing and then later they were like come for an interview and you're like wow yeah I'm gonna do it
0: (laughs) (laughs) why not (laughs) and then that's how Vancouver happened Mm, yeah okay and then Claire you came over yeah shortly after
2: Rachel um, was like I need someone on my team and That ended up being me. I know the perfect person. (laughs) So this Um, was Aritzia, right? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, we first worked at Aritzia. And, you know, the the industry, fashion industry was so different. So the learning curve was really intense. um, And I'm actually so thankful it shifted. Like, just I didn't even realize how much of a passion I had um, in that world compared to digital design. So it was like such an exciting time learning we turned, learned how to do textile design placement prints it was a totally different world um, I think what's
1: cool about it though is that it's so artistic
2: mm-hmm. like
1: like web and and um, you know advertising is one thing but like doing print apply graphics textiles is is drawing yeah. is art it's painting it's however you need to execute the aesthetic or the direction to then create this piece that then just happens to get applied on clothes. Like, how is that not a canvas, you know? Mm-hmm. It's pretty and cool. It was
2: something we did, I didn't even realize I was missing, but I was like, this is what I want to do. It was so much more fun. Um, so that was a huge change in both of our lives that, yeah, made our whole lives where we are today. So that one moment, um, moving to Vancouver
0: mm-hmm. and getting into fashion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so it was, Aritzia, you guys did, you had a stint at Lululemon too? Yeah. 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 And so what did you, what did you learn um, working in a corporate structure that you feel has been so helpful for you in your chapter now? Calendar. (laughs)
1: Living by the calendar and timelines. Um, (laughs) But more realistically, I think honestly, it's navigating humans. um, Because when you're working, you know, we work as a duo, together as the weekenders and with that comes like different clientele and like different you know ways of thinking and what's really great that I, I know I learned from working in that industry is that like how to navigate certain types of personalities to then like you know like or how to showcase what your idea is to that personality because really changes depending on how someone perceives something mm. like some people are more visual some people like can understand you just saying it so i
0: think i think that really helped yeah i yeah of course I, I thinking about it working at such large companies with such large teams yeah that's like a management of energies and human dynamics on a on a very very large scale for sure yeah yeah and how, how about you claire what did you feel like you you really gleaned
2: um it was actually just a really um creative and fun like we got to touch so many different pieces so we did color stories and themes <clears throat> creative direction and coming up with all the print directions and then executing we also work with the production people who work with the vendors and <clears throat> so we're working with people overseas and <clears throat> sorry and and then it's also just presenting to all the whole teams and just showcasing your ideas properly. So it's just really helped us, like, communicate with people our large ideas and letting them understand what it would look like and what will it can really be. Um, so it just really helps helped us, like, um, yeah, explore different – things and showing people what they don't even know that they're
0: mm. not having. Or right. Something. Yeah. Right. It's like that alternative perspective mm-hmm. where they're like, oh, okay. Like light bulb goes off. So
2: and- yeah, it doesn't have to be fashion. Now. It could be whatever idea, but we use that cadence to in our everyday now. Right. Mm-hmm. It's okay. like the conceptual to execution. Mm. We learned that strategy
1: through working in these places that that was like necessary.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I guess that is necessary to concept to execution in order to run a really successful art practice, you know, and that's, that's the thing that I've been sort of gleaning, talking to friends who are artists or um, people who are artist consultants. It's like you can have this talent and you can be creative and creating this art and that's amazing. But how do you turn it into a viable business if that's what your, your dream is? And I imagine that all of the things that you learned are part of that
1: it's like 80 20 to to be honest like your creativity i mean it's 100 percent you but that's like kind of 20 percent of like the the way to get it out there to in a way let's just say actually 60 40 because yeah <laughs> but, or, <laughs> 30 70 um but but i'm where i'm trying to go there is is like if if you aren't able to showcase that in in a way where you can like then live off your practice, like it's hard. Like then you can't like put all of your time into that one thing that you really want to put all your time in. You Mm. know what I mean?
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. And so I know that you guys have um, the weekenders together, but then you guys have your individual art practices as well. And I'd love to know what those are. If you, could describe that to me.
2: We're so different, so in our different, personal. I was just and it's personalities. So yeah. it's quite fitting,
1: ying <laughs> to the yang,
2: baby. Yeah. <laughs> you can explain yours, Rach.
1: Um Okay. Well, my 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 work comes from that emotion and feeling that I kind of shared earlier with that optimism and you know just like how I grew up. So really, nature is involved in my pieces in terms of aesthetic, but they're like rendered birds or you know. Um, Foliage, things that inspire me about not only the tropics, but like the mountains. So really, um, and then pairing that all together with like really fun, bright, optimistic colors. That's always been my, my aesthetic. No matter what the piece is, there's something of that in there. That's where I come from. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) So nature is like a huge, yeah, yeah. Is it like is nature your church? A million percent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When I go Mm -hmm. to
1: my happy place, I'm uh, looking at the sunset in the at the ocean. No one's around, and Mm. it's giving me life. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And for you, Claire?
2: Um, yeah. So yeah, same. Mine goes back to my childhood too. So my parents always took us to contemporary museums and um, dances and. I just definitely saw so much different kinds of art in growing up. And I think I actually am quite similar to my dad with the way we create art. So he's also 3D and abstract, and so am I. Um, And I definitely like to tie in stuff with my past. So I like to question, like, why we're shaped in certain ways as people – um, what has affected affected us, big and positive and negative things that may have happened to us to it that have shaped our lives. And I like to k- showcase that in like the shapes and pieces I create. Um, and there's always meanings behind the pieces that I create. Um, but they're abstract when you first look at them and then there's an explanation behind them. Um, and I love dealing with colors and contemporary spaces and color so they're really vibrant and colorful as well Mm. so very different (laughs)
0: yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, it sounds like it but it's good to have your own avenues right like it's beautiful to have something that's super shared and I'd love to know how you guys would describe your your shared practice but yeah I feel like you got to be true to like who Mm -hmm. you always were like your outlet like your journal (laughs) yeah Yeah, that's a good way it's like it's how you it's how you communicate about what you see around you and your in the experiences that you have so I think that's it's so I always am in such awe of of artists because I do feel like I'm quite creative but they come it, they're in different forms like I'm not, a, I'm not an excellent drawer like not at all um but there's other things I can do like I, writing is really something that I'm strong at um, and I can look at things and know what looks good mm-hmm. i just can't like produce no that. i
2: think creativity can show up in yeah tons of different ways mm-hmm. i think it's so cool creative account totally you know? I agree, yeah <laughs> even what you wear like mm-hmm. it comes
1: out it an expression of how mm-hmm. you want to
0: be mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i think that's that's it right like it's creativity is not like you uh, it's not a boxed thing. No way. Yeah, it's, it's so just, fun. It's kind of just like what you said. It's it's like how you express. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, you know. Yeah, That's you're right. Awesome. Like you can have like creative professionals, mm-hmm. um, like mm-hmm. life doctors. Yeah. Right? It's just how they think about things yeah. or how they, yeah, approach things. So, yeah. So if you were going to describe weekenders, and that aesthetic, <laughs> and like that feeling and that movement,
1: so what's what really would you say what's really fun about Weekenders is that um, while we have, you know, like this, these kind of things behind us that like built out how we do like our practices and how we experience like, you know, like do our aesthetic and projects and stuff, what we want to bring, the main thing we want to bring out of Weekenders is how, how we want people to feel. So with Weekenders, like, However, whatever projects that we do, and they're very diverse and it's so fun in that respect because there's that freedom, but we essentially, when people witness it in however form it's, it is, we want Weekenders, um, to be this place of positivity, make you feel good when you
0: look at it.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Or in it or feeling it or wearing it. It's
0: good vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And you guys have, it comes in all different forms, right? Like you guys do installations, you guys do Product and collaborative projects. You've like done pop, like music yeah. pop-ups. Anything yeah. is a canvas, baby. Yeah. I was just gonna <laughs> say that. Yeah, that's yeah. our mantra. Mm.
2: Yeah, um, and then it just really opens up the way you look at anything. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it could be what you're wearing, what you're sitting on, what your space you're in. in. Yeah. Um, so it's like the aesthetics kind of can shift and change, but we do have a feeling we typically. Create together, um, but yeah, it's always like a positivity inside, inside of it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the last time that we talked, I was saying to you guys that whenever I take a look at something that you guys have like produced or are done, I just think to myself, "Yeah, this is them," <laughs> which is really cool. Like that's a feeling. That's awesome. You know, yeah. it's like it's both your energies together, and mm-hmm. it's uh it's really it's really apparent. Yeah. When I look at things. um, mm-hmm. I'd love to go back for a second just because I, I love thrifting. And yes. I, I know that you guys, one of your like early ventures was you start, you guys had a, a vintage shop.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So from the beginning, again, we always been entrepreneurs together. So our first company we created was called... Um, split P vintage. split P
1: vintage <laughs>
2: <laughs> And it was like we love thrifting so we literally would go to Tim Horton's <laughs> in the morning and then go thrifting for hours and fill up a cart and have so much fun trying everything on in the place and it was like a whole fun thing and then yeah we'd um, take photos and do really cool photo shoots so that was probably the creative part of it. And then um, we'd sell it online for yep, years. <laughs> on uh shoot, like on the it? eBay? Yeah, yes, thank you. I was like, on eBay, baby?
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, we were talking about um Nasty Gal. When yes. Nasty Gal was on eBay, exactly. I bought yeah. things from there before Me it too. became like a huge yeah. brand and, and totally. company. Yeah. 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 That was good time. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think what do you think it is about thrifting that's that's so exciting? Like I'd love to hear your guys' opinion on it. It's unique and you yeah. can style the pieces as you like um
1: and knowing that not another person would have that piece makes it kind of like so much more unique of a of a piece that's just for you Mm. I think that part's super special and the (laughs)
2: chance that it like fits you it's your color or whatever like the chance and then you're like yeah I got yeah yeah it's total high for me I love it so much it's so true
0: so real yeah I mean I feel like that's the reason why I've I've always thrifted too I mean like all things but I do love it because you're right like the pieces are so unique like I have a few dresses from the story of things on commercial and I'm just like nobody is gonna have this like and I love that yeah and then there is something about purchasing something that someone like loved for a little Aww. bit of time and that you can just sort that. of extend the life of this thing <laughs> because most of the stuff back then is was made really well yes, it's yes. Not, yeah. it's that's not why it still crap. exists now <laughs> totally totally <laughs> so i'm loving this resurgence of like gen z really mm. like really loving understanding thrift. yeah and mm. good thrift not just like yeah you know
1: real talk I'll real see. talk
0: <laughs> and i
2: just also just as we get older i just want to get weirder so <laughs> like i'm hoping we find more weirder pieces <laughs> as we go i love
0: it do you so think, good do you think you guys is is thrift more of an expression for you guys now or do you do you ever think like totally. you would yeah re explore yeah oh yeah an expression? sure
1: well it's just kind of like adds to the the vibe that you're putting out so like you find some weird things. You're like, perfect. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. great. I'll
2: it with these things, yeah.
0: So I was doing a, a little research and found a quote from each of you. You had done a previous interview. And and both of these sentiments that you both had sound they're both very similar but have different feels, like a different way okay. of expressing it. But Rachel, you said, don't dip your toe, cannonball into your next endeavor. Hundy P. <laughs> and then Claire, you said, the hardest thing is to start, just start. And so for me, those things are very similar and just said That's in, true. in different ways. It's, you, both, both of you are, are saying, just go for it. So I'd love to explore like this concept of just going for it and trying and trying is this something that you both both feel have been part of your personalities like 100% it. I'm just going to give it a try. Oh yeah. That's
2: I think so. 100%. Like we definitely go away um different ways about it or like Rachel is the cannonball and I'm a bit more like methodical, but in the end we still want the same thing. We want to just like life is so short. We need to try and do all the things that we want to do now
1: and Um, and nothing is permanent yeah you know like say if you are working full-time who's ever listening to this (laughs) and you're like you know what I want to try something different on my own and try this one thing you can and if it doesn't work out you can always go back like nothing is permanent
2: you know Mm -hmm. like
1: that that I think helps in the realm of Oh no! If I do this, it's, seeing it's all how big different.
2: it or little it, it's just a perspective yeah. and how mm-hmm. it can change your life, and how scary you make it in your mind, pretty much.
0: Right, right, right.
2: Um, but yeah, it's been like so. Rach definitely she quit before me, and I, she was patient and let I me took take like the
1: top of the building and jump yeah. into yeah. the pool. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, but we knew we wanted to do this weekend together. together, mm-hmm. um, and. Yeah, so I just needed a bit more time, and then when I quit, um, mine was more like
1: a belief that mm-hmm. it was gonna work out in the realm of like I know it's not like fully set up. Yeah, but I'm gonna just go off and focus on that and mm-hmm. believe in it. And then yours was more in the realm of I just need sure a bit the more time. Duck's in the yeah, I need my ducks mm-hmm. I feel good. Like none of them is wrong. No,
2: they're just who we are. Yeah. Um, and then when we quit, it was just like full tilt because i've been waiting so long you know (laughs) and before that like i was working full time and then we'd go to the studio till 10 p.m like it was exhausting and like at a certain point you are like we got to make a decision and go for it and our first project together was painting a skate park in calgary yeah um and painting mural on it and it was like the perfect send off to this new place (laughs)
1: Right. Our, our world All together. Weekenders. All weekenders. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like an homage to where you guys came from, mm-hmm. and also like yeah, like sort of like the worlds that you mm-hmm. found yourselves in growing up, and that's like a huge part of you. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I love how you both said like not neither one of them is right or wrong. Like mm-hmm. everyone's just different in exactly. how they will, you know, yeah. cannonball or take that <laughs> that step. Hundred percent. But I do, I you know having taken a leap of faith on myself Mm -hmm. like two years ago I know what you mean about just you have to just believe that it's gonna work out like and that workout could be anything like it could be you know it worked out and it's now a successful thing or it worked out because you tried you you tried Mm -hmm. and you learned a lot of things and now you have
1: because straight up there are a few things that we we're very, very passionate about that. We started and tried and executed, mm-hmm. you know, and spent a, a good amount of time on these projects and realized at the, you know, during projects, we were like, this is not what we want to do at all.
2: Mm. Yeah. We've definitely, like, from the beginning of Weekender. So, what we knew from the beginning is we're an artist duo and we wanted to create different projects. Um, but we started out more doing. Print textiles because that's where we came from, fashion and um, like accessories. Accessories. Mm-hmm. We made our own product, mm-hmm. um, and now we're almost like full swing into mural world, More interactive, interactive, immersive, huge yeah. pieces. Mm-hmm. And we almost barely touch those other parts. So we still do them and we still love them, but we would have never guessed where we would have been today
1: right it's crazy right. just kind of go with and then you know honestly every I, I highly suggest to doing like a very very awesome like brainstorm at the beginning of the years just be like what do you want to what do you want to do this year like what's something fun and it's not like oh well because of last it's like no what do you want to do yeah. And then we do We've it actually, every year. Like, a yeah, lot of we accomplish that. We
2: put we goals of really hard things.
1: Yeah. Like, like, that's not attainable. And then you're like, what? <laughs> it happened. Yeah.
2: And so, yeah, we do it every year and try and hit new things. So, actually, one of our goals was murals. Yeah. And then it blew into something.
0: That interest. was like years yeah. ago, yeah. And you can't help you but a walk a lot of
1: those
2: forward, now. like you
1: can't mm-hmm. help but walk toward it, because yeah,
0: totally, you, you put, put it out put there. Put it out there, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is this. um There is this. Basically, uh, she's quite revered in the design world her name is Debbie Millman I don't I don't know if you've ever heard of her but she's responsible for like 20 percent of like the major brands out there and and the design behind it but she has a really interesting podcast and she's been a really interesting podcast guest on some some major shows cool and I always love listening to her and she has this thing called the 10-year plan for a remarkable life Mm. she teaches at NYU I Mm. believe and she makes all our students do this. Mm. And she said the percentage, and this is this is you writing out the perfect day in your life 10 years from now in great, great detail. Who is there? What does it smell like? What are you wearing? What are you doing? And she said almost like 80, 90% of her students will call her or message her <laughs> 10 years down the road and be like, it came true, Debbie. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I believe that. So, but yeah, I mean, just like you said, when you put it down or you say it out loud or you really believe in it, then you can't help but taking those steps in that direction because it's like out there. Mm-hmm. You've declared it. Mm-hmm. I think it's really cool. Nice.
1: Firm believer in that. I yeah. Like, yeah.
0: And awesome. I mean, other people have done it. You witness other yeah. people achieving their dreams all the time. What, what makes it, what makes you any different, you know? So I think it's awesome that you guys are. That's such a great idea. Brainstorming at the beginning of of each year, and it's fun in that way. Yeah, because yeah. you, you yeah. don't limit. You yeah, don't yeah, limit like there's not limitless. Yeah, it's limitless. Yeah, like what's oh, the like that?
1: obscenely fun thing you want to do?
2: Yeah, <laughs> and it's not like, oh, what did we do good the year before? No, like it doesn't matter. That was last year. Yeah. That don't matter. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> we make it a day, so we'll go to a restaurant and. Have a good meal and hang out, and then we'll bring paper and pens. Mm-hmm. And and
1: it should even be personal. It's like, what do yeah, you want to do? We in do your both. World? We
2: do both. Yeah. Because
1: um, sometimes that helps in the, like, they help each yeah. other, mm-hmm, you know, the mm-hmm. personal and the And it's nice work.
2: to know each other's, just what's going on, because then we can help each other. And if maybe something comes up, we'll be like, you do that for this mm-hmm. instead, because that makes more sense. Like, it's just that we know what's on each other's radar for. Right what's right. important to us that year. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I have a question about artistry in general. Um, how do you guys, because I'm really, really curious about this, and how do you guys as artists keep on creating the work you do in the style that you do without ever feeling a threat of um, getting tired of it eventually or like getting bored with the style? Like how do you evolve as artist while staying true to, like the core of who you are as an artist. It's a good question. I
1: think, um, honestly, sometimes, well, a, if you're kind of over an aesthetic or or certain colors or something, I think we naturally just kind of steer away from that when we are developing into a new piece, like a collaborative piece. Um, but then sometimes when there's like a client in mind, or they, we know that they have a certain you know, palette or aesthetic that they want to work into um we like build it out in that way while adding new elements that we could then be like excited this about. is this is really a cool piece too like you should kind of think about this as part of that um new aesthetic you know so
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's kind of like sharing it in that way if that makes sense
2: feel like also so whenever we get a project we always do the same cadence so we'll always have a brainstorm and come up with themes and different ideas for the project and we'll show each other and you can oh, tell right away if you're oh, something is true, this or not this is so not. much this is true and yeah. um either one of us will be like nah <laughs> so we don't even actually show the client if yeah. we're not feeling it yeah. because we're the ones who have to make it so yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. everything we put out we're actually yeah. hyped hyped on yeah, yeah. so we it's Which nice important right yeah. to sell yeah. it and yeah. sometimes like i'll be f- really feeling something and then rachel will be like i'm me I, well like we'll yeah, always yeah. work it out to make yeah. sure it's working for both of us enough yeah. where we're yeah. happy yeah um but the no. the no is when we was like... Mm. You can even tell. You almost don't even have to say. Yeah. It's just like silence. We're like, okay.
0: <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> no one
2: got excited.
0: <laughs> the silence is deafening. It it's says everything. So
1: real. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, realness actually is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. If you're having an, a work duo, artist yeah. duo moment, you, d- you just got to put out what
2: you really feel or else later you're going to be like, oh. <laughs> Why did I not say anything? <laughs> I feel like it's so easy though. Like, uh, none no. of us get offended or anything. No, no. It's just like, it's okay, amazing. next. Yeah, we'll just <laughs> yeah. do this instead. Or we'll like, what's missing? Why is this one not there enough? Yeah. We'll like, what if we combine these two ideas? Yeah. It's like a lot of just saying our ideas out loud. And it, I feel like we always find like a f- cool medium for the project. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it rules.
0: Yeah. There's like some kind of flow that yeah. you guys have that yeah. just kind of leads mm-hmm. you to where you need to yeah. be. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's always fascinating for me to know like how an artist's mind works, how a creative, creative's, creative's <laughs> mind works. And so yeah, I, I was super really do, curious.
1: I do have to say, just to add to that, mm. um, like that's in the respect of like, say if we're working like client-based pieces, but like, like I know in my own creative craft, I'll just kind of do whatever and I'm like I don't like that but I'll just keep going like it's so different because it's for yourself you know what I mean I don't know that's me
2: personally yeah no it's different definitely doing stuff alone versus together like also why we love working together is there's so many different like as a business you have your own business there's so many different things that you have to deal with that aren't our part and it's just like so nice to have someone else there supporting. Whatever the role, like the to get through stuff, yeah. Of mm, it. yeah. It's it's wild, so we divide and conquer that part as well. So we have our different strengths, um, and just make sure we're covered on that part, too. Mm. Yeah, I don't know how people do it <laughs> all the time. You're, I'm so impressed, mate. for real. It's so And real. if you need any us anytime <laughs> yeah. I get it. Ask us, yeah, um, yeah.
0: So if you're going to give an emerging artist any advice about life, not yeah, about yeah. art, what would you say?
1: Go for it. Yeah. Like no regrets because the only regret you're going to have is wishing that you went for it. Even if later on you're like, oh, well, at least I went for it. <laughs> 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 totally. Yes. Yeah. So that's my.
2: And I, I, I always say this, but I always say uh, follow your intuition. Um, it's like your body knows before you know all what's really important to you um, through art and just like if you're in the right space or place in your life like just listen to what you're actually saying to yourself because you know (laughs) deep down yeah Yeah.
1: so yeah and be kind yeah because you know what uh pride and stature none of that means anything if people don't want to like Hang out with you, or you know, like everyone's got something to offer, so judgment shouldn't live in that type of space. And it's nice to be nice. Mm.
2: Yeah, we, we hate the ego. No yeah.
1: ego. No what ego. is that? Get out of
2: yeah. here.
0: Yeah. <laughs> ego is just protection, you know. Yeah. It's like it's yeah. It's it's how people armor themselves, which is like can be very unfortunate in you know work situations or life situations, but. Yeah, I tr- I'm i trying to look at ego from a softer place, you know, when I see it flare that's up. That's nice, and others, I'm like, that's nice. Oh, okay, I see you. Of understanding. Like, there's like a bit more understanding. I'm like, oh, I see there's something that's tr- like mm. triggered you or I've triggered you mm. or something. And I'm just going to give you space for that. Yeah, mm. and I
2: feel like most of the time we try and meet people in an open space yeah. where I feel like if we f- show our true selves – most of the time, those barriers go away with yeah. other people. Mm. If you, like, show you don't need to have our ego out, I mean, you don't need their kind of thing. So um, we try and make that space for people. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah. Show by example, I guess. Like, I'm usually yeah, your friend anyway. until
2: I'm not kind of.
0: Kind mm. of thing. It yeah. goes that way
2: versus the
1: other, you know, when you're like, until. Totally. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. I like that a lot. <laughs> Well, just a couple of more questions for you guys. Um, One question is, what have you learned from one another in this very long friendship? (laughs) What has Claire taught you? What has Rachel taught you?
2: Um, Like we're saying, Rachel, we balance each other out. So I've definitely learned to go for things faster and take, like, like I say, go with my intuition, but it's just, like, trusting to just, if we want to go for it, go for it, and it doesn't have to be this long, drawn-out thing, um, that makes sense.
1: <laughs> See, my my thing I was going to say is be, uh, she taught me to be a little less reactive, um, to kind of, like, chill in the moment and, like, think about the the piece and then act accordingly, because mm. that's just a fiery because I think we
2: are both who I am a little both too much on on either side. spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we have creative now a comfortable yeah. space where, where we've both brought in each other. So <laughs> it's nicer for both of us, I
0: think. Yeah. yeah. Ah, it's amazing to have that. Yeah. yeah. No. How lucky. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's pretty rare. Like
2: <laughs> No, I'm so thankful to have yeah. found my creative we'll talk. uh partner. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to call. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're partners, baby. <laughs> um, uh yeah i'm so thankful like i know what we have is very special yeah it's real it's really fun yeah i
1: think that's the key we'll never we'll we'll yeah. stop working with each other when it stops being fun mm-hmm. we always say that because it's, yeah. it's like what's the point
2: and our friendship <laughs> always comes first
1: yes right Over. that's actually very that's our number one rule
2: nothing else really matters oh, oh, yeah. obviously we love to create stuff but that's yeah. more important
1: than anything
2: else for yeah. us
1: Mm-hmm. And we always make jokes that our significant others are like our plus ones <laughs> of like our. It's true.
2: <laughs> and they know it. <laughs> like, we're going to be old ladies that has like the house tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> and Evan will build it for us. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's going to be
0: real. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Just a few, few more questions. Two more. Um, listening to your. Childhood stories. It's very apparent to me that you had quite supportive parents when it came to like your art, your artwork, and and going that path, and just kind of being who you are. And so, my question is, what would you like to say to them right now?
2: Oh, um, I love my parents so much. I'm so thankful. They're um. They even help us to this day. Like when we go to Calgary, we get to stay with them and they help in any way they can. Um, so yeah, I love them so much. And um, yeah, thankful. thank you for letting me try all this craziness. If I'm sure a lot of parents would be scared if their child just quit their full time and, and went to be an artist. But um, yeah, they just believe and support where, where they can. So I'm so thankful
1: they're awesome. Yeah. And I think, um, uh, I want to thank my parents cause they didn't really understand what it was all about until they saw one of my artworks up at Aritzia. And that's when they finally were like, Oh, this is what you do, you know? And that didn't bother me growing up cause they just gave me the freedom to do whatevs. But it was in that moment they were like, okay, so you're an artist. And I was like, Thanks, guys. Like he never once said no, but there wasn't that full understanding until that moment. So I think I want to thank them for just like letting me do what I wanted, even though they didn't fully understand it until they did.
0: Mm. If that makes sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, it makes makes a lot of sense. And my final question that I ask everybody on this show, with what you do, what is it that you want to leave behind in the world? Just a positive energy. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah.
0: Like I want someone to smile like when they see
1: what I did. They're just like, "Mm, hmm, makes me feel good. That's what I can say.
2: Yeah. I think we also want to continue creating this community of just positivity and art. Mm -hmm. But because there's some, sometimes it's not, there's like ego and pretentious and just stuff in it. Um, that we just continue this positive community and I hope it c- continues past us. And it, it like is contagious and I hope it just keeps going through other people. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that'd be awesome.
0: I love that. Ladies, thank you for being here. Always enjoy our chats and just like the energy that the three of us seem to I have see so real. I know. Thank <laughs> you Which you so is really much. amazing. Yeah, this has been for us. Yeah, if people want to follow you, find
1: you, where should they go? Um, mostly our Instagram is our recent projects and fun up-to-date stuff. So at Weekenders for Life, W-K-N-D-R-S, no vowels. That for life is normal.
2: F O R L <laughs> I F E. Because people might think there's the letter or the number or something. <laughs> um,
1: Weekenders for life, baby. <laughs>
0: for life. Well, thank you for all of the joy and positivity you bring to every room Aww. through your art. I can't wait to see you guys continue to create and hopefully we'll create together at some point. Oh, moment. yeah. That's on the radar. Yeah.
2: We put that in the universe it's building um we'll find the
0: right, right, moment. right moment yeah, moment. yeah. yeah for sure. well i'm excited for it already it's, hap- it's happening <laughs> yeah oh yeah that's not an issue <laughs> it's really uh, the timing yes, <laughs> yes we'll make it happen thank you ladies thanks, thanks so you. much <laughs> as always thank you for being here and for listening to learn more about today's guest visit the episode page for show notes and links on wearethecraft.com. You can find the entire podcast archive here, or explore more conversations with past guests on Spotify and Apple. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button on these platforms, including YouTube, to get notified when new episodes drop. Any likes and shares on social media are deeply appreciated too. Sound and audio engineering for this show are by Andrew and Jepa Gaspis. All guest portraits and images are by Juno Kim. Appreciate you all and see you again soon.